0: what would you have been generating from a long-term rent perspective? Like how much would you get from a long-term rental compared to the short term rental? Cause I love hearing these stories because so many people don't believe me when I'm like, it's astronomically higher. Like it's, yeah. it's
1: crazy. It's, it's stupid higher. Um, we would have done, uh, just, just looking at numbers then it was uh, probably best case. We were talking, uh, 700 for the smaller one, maybe 750, 800 for the bigger one, um, to rent them. And then, uh, you know, obviously like some expenses, like mortgage and stuff like that built in. Um, but with Airbnb, like October, we did over $6,000, or we're doing over $6,000 in bookings with more expenses, but not, not much more. <laughs>
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Short-Term Rental Secrets podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What is going on, E?
2: Oh, man. I feel like we just spoke. I don't know. It's been <laughs> it's been a long time. No, if you're listening to the podcast, we are doing a back-to-back recording day. Uh, both podcasts have been live on our Facebook group, so if you're not part of it, go join it so you can come in and ask live questions. Um, but... I mean, just to reiterate, life is great. Um, my favorite time of the year, Q4. Um, so I'm just very blessed, man. Very grateful, as always. Um, and very excited for, for our guest today, because he's a, he's a new friend, but he, he just kind of fits perfectly with everything that we kind of talk about as to the possibilities that this industry has. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of bring him on.
0: Yeah, and to kind of reiterate a point that we talked about on the last podcast with Scott and Heidi about getting out and networking, you met our guest today through a networking event that you host. Mm-hmm. And again, I constantly tell people, they're always like, how do you find deals? How do you find deals? Like, what's the secret sauce? And I'm like, well, you got to get out there and you got to meet people and you got to talk like, yeah, you can scour the internet looking for deals on Craigslist and things like that. And, you know, you'll, you could have some luck with that. But I know for me, like, I started hosting my own meetup, met a bunch of people, got some deals through that started doing coaching through that, you know, you just got to get out there and tell people what you do. And when you start connecting with other people in the industry, you just learn and grow and evolve together. And that's, that's why I love this industry so much. You know, we were talking to Scott and Heidi offline about why I love how open everyone is in this industry. It's not like there's industry secrets. Like, it's like, Hey, how are you doing this? Well, I'm doing it this way. Oh, cool. I'm doing it this way. And you just kind of learn and evolve and grow together. And it's not like that cutthroat type of business where everybody's very secretive and whatever. So yeah. anyway, uh, (laughs) today on this episode, we have a special guest, Addison, is it Richie or Richie? Ricky. Ricky. Addison Ricky uh, on the show. He lives down in South Florida, but he has two single family homes in Knoxville, Tennessee, that he is running as short-term rentals. And uh, I'm excited to talk to him about this because... One of the, again, we've had some guests on here that that run properties remote. I run some remote and there's always this big fear of like, oh, well, if I can't run over there and and touch it and see it and fix things, you know, I I don't know how I could do it. And, you know, we'll definitely talk about that today and how you can put boots on the ground, like in your market, people that you can trust and build a team and how you can keep your pulse on what's going on, even if the property is hundreds or thousands of miles away. So with that being said, welcome to the show, Addison. We're happy to have you. Cool.
1: Thank you guys so much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you kind of bring us back and kind of talk to us about kind of your background, what you do for a living and how you get into short-term rentals.
1: Yeah. Um, so I do video production, um, is my kind of day job. Um, I work nine to five, um, and, uh, do, uh, do video like corporate video. Um, a lot of that, um, I've done that for years and just, uh, got super interested in real estate. I've always kind of been interested, but just kind of decided to like dive in. Um, I'd gone to high school in Knoxville. So that seemed, uh, I I had connections up there. I knew people up there and uh, and my mom was living up there. And um, so I just decided like, oh, if I'm going to do this, uh, Knoxville's like, there's a lot lower barrier to entry. If I do something in South Florida, and spend $30,0, dollars and it fails, like, well, my life's over. But <laughs> if I do something in Knoxville, you know, under a hundred grand, like, how bad can it go? Um, so give it a shot and um it's it's just gone super, super well. I've had a blast with with Airbnb.
2: Yeah. So was the idea always Airbnb, or did you run it as a as a long-term rental and then you kind of thought about doing Airbnb? So I had read some books
1: and was just like and, and like, it's, I think a lot of people go toward like, oh, multifam, uh, like multifamily properties and renting those long-term. And that's like, I don't know, that's like this dream of getting like a quadplex and like living in one and like running out the other three. And so that was kind of the same thing. Like, oh, I'm going to look for multifam. Uh, so I hit up a, a real estate agent um, in the area and was like, hey, send me anything multifam in like this price range. Uh, she started sending me stuff. And uh, we found this uh, property that had two single family homes on it. Uh, that needed a lot of work, a lot more than I even figured. Um, and uh, we like went for it and started doing the renovations. It was a pretty big renovation. And midway through that, it was like, oh, we could try like short-term rental. Like we could try Airbnb and these out. Like I've never, you know, I have friends that do it. I know I've known some people that have done it and done pretty well. Um, so like give it a try um a couple people i talked to some different invest investors uh like one guy encouraged me like why don't you airbnb one and long term rent the other just in case it doesn't go well and but i like i had looked at numbers and everything seemed like this could do really well like i'm going to try the whole thing and uh so we we got up and running and just started um actually just in february we've only been uh taking bookings since february and it's just been like wow like every month has just been like wow this is this is awesome I'm so glad I went this route uh and it's it's been a really fun time
2: yeah I love it because it's it's like the perfect so to me in my mind the idea of like who our listener is I think you're in a perfect kind of moment in in your journey because to me has always been important when I learn and I have mentors or things that I look up to when you see people too far ahead you go overwhelmed right you're kind of like okay i survived covid right like it just happened right and then it's just in that moment and then you have you have your job is like a nine to five full-time job right okay so you also showed like you're the perfect proof of concept of like you can do this while having a job um absolutely so what what have you learned since February like what what would you say your your, your uh, has been since February
1: yeah uh, so much um, it's just been uh, it's just been learning how to um, like read the data what kind of uh, you know what kind of guests we're getting what kind of stays we're getting how long do they stay how to how to keep these people happy um, my mom's my mom's the one really managing it and it's been a huge learning experience for her um, just learning how to get good reviews and keep the guests happy and keep um, you know, keep, keep bookings coming in. Uh, and as we've adjusted through COVID, so our type of booking, our length of booking, everything is totally shifted as of COVID what we were getting for late February, March was totally different bookings, people booking for different reasons, people booking, uh, you know, just like further out then. And then all of a sudden the bookings shifted to like, people are booking like two days before sometimes the day of, um, and, uh, and they're booking for, you know, in smaller groups, we're not getting big groups and stuff. Uh, so it was just learning to pivot with that and, and adjust as things changed.
0: So how kind of walk me through the dynamics now. So your, your mom's local to the property, what is kind of her role versus what your role is? And if there's anybody else on the team, like, what, what does that look like? What's the dynamic for your operations?
1: Yeah. So she's, The main manager, uh, she's an interior designer by trade, um, but she's kind of retired at this point. So she has quite a bit of free time, um, and she has a great eye for for that stuff. And everybody kind of calls her like Martha Stewart. Like she's like pretty much good at everything, and like everybody loves her. Um, So she's the perfect person to to be the the boots on the ground, to be the person meeting people when they get there. Um, She loves to. She's constantly doing like landscaping and making the properties look nicer and just wants to like make their experience amazing um so she's there actually physically doing that stuff um her boyfriend actually happens to be a really awesome handyman um so between the two of them it's just been like this like miracle team um where they can almost yeah literally almost do anything um and so that's that's just been super awesome and then for me it's just been from long distance just like um just implementing the systems and and looking at it from a distance and just trying to read the data and trying to see where we can improve um, from more of a system level. I like, I love systems. I love software. Like I love implementing that stuff and just, and looking long-term like she's looking at two properties saying, how can I make these as perfect as they can be? And I'm looking at, you know, 10, 20, 30 properties out and saying like, how can I keep this experience as as good then as it is today and, and as scalable then as it is today.
0: Mm. And what types of software are you using now or technology that you're using now to kind of help streamline your operations?
1: Uh, so use uh, Beyond Pricing, uh, I've been using that. I kind of weighed out the options. I know there's um, Price Labs and you guys had the, the uh, founder, one of the founders on there, which is super cool. Um, but I like played through them, uh, tried uh, Beyond Pricing and, and uh, I've really liked that. Um, that's been super handy for just setting prices Really far out, like way before I could predict prices, and just keeping them variable, um, and that's helped keep us like completely booked uh, and it, at the right prices. Um, so that's been super helpful. Um, using AirDNA um, to like look at different areas, uh, different you know see what's uh, what's out there, what's what how different uh, specific zip codes are doing. Um, and, uh, and the one that E just turned me on to was uh, Smart b which I've just started playing with that. And that's incredible, uh, the messaging and stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to get that all set up and uh, and implement that. That's been really cool.
2: Yeah. Um, and you do exclusively on on Airbnb for now, right? You're exclusively to the Airbnb platform or or do you do? I don't remember.
1: Yeah. No, just Airbnb. Um, we, I mean, we've thought about, about going to other platforms uh you know doing things but at this point we don't need to um i think covid has kind of blessed us um i we've just like stay we stay 95 to 100 booked uh and we've been able to month over month raise our prices um so uh so yeah i tell
0: people all the time especially a lot of my students that want to get on every platform known to man and i just say it, i was only on airbnb for probably a year and a half before I started branching out. And I will tell you, they have their pitfalls, but their platform is so easy to use and they handle the taxes for you. They automatically take their cutout. It's very streamlined and there's millions of people using it. So yeah. you can fill your property purely from one of them. Mm-hmm. For sure. So keep it simple, especially at the beginning, kind of learn the ropes, do what you're doing, You know, really figure out how to fine tune your operations and your systems then if you want to expand go nuts but it's it's not an essential thing um so I'm glad that you brought that up now for for you thinking about expansion and things like that I love that that's super exciting so what are what are your plans what are you thinking for a strategy to go from two units to 30 units because I think that a lot of people say that they want that 10 20 30 grand a month but then they don't really think about how they're gonna put that plan in place, how many properties they might need, what the strategy is gonna to be to actually execute on that plan.
1: Yeah. Um, so a, a big thing with Knoxville, and I'm sure this applies to a lot of areas, is, um, is like the, uh, the regulations and the restrictions on Airbnb uh, and like what you can even Airbnb out. And Knoxville, um, Knoxville requires you to either A, own or occupy the property. Um, So my mom has become the owner occupant of that property or it has to be commercially zoned. Um, So we're starting to look for uh, like commercially zoned properties like that were, that are residential um, and look at those or look at commercially zoned land in the right areas. Um, So I actually was just looking through that cause there's not a ton of property in Knoxville that's commercially zoned and residentially like usable or used residentially Uh, came across a property um, just on like Zillow, um, and I guess a wholesaler had listed it on Zillow, and uh, it was like super, they were asking like 27,000. Um, and there was a house on it, like it was property two miles from downtown Knoxville with a house on it. It was commercially zoned, um, and I was like, oh shoot, this is awesome. Uh, immediately had like contractors go over and look at it. My mom went over and looked at it, like had people over there, um, and we had like we had it under contract uh by like that was like friday we had it under contract by like monday or tuesday or something it was like we're like we will take this um I, we the the structural uh work on the when i actually got there and looked at it because we i bought it sight unseen Um uh, when i actually got there and looked at it i went through with a structural engineer and the structure work was just like too much uh to actually do anything about Um, and so we decided like, oh shoot, we might have to actually like demo this. It's not worth it to fix it. Um, and so we pivoted and started looking into new construction, um, and like building things from scratch and what that looks like. And, uh, it turned out, uh, at least so far, it's looking like it's going to be really cost effective. And the cool thing is, is we can build stays targeted toward Airbnb. Like we can, we're not just buying houses and hoping like making them fit. It's like building these stays that are intended for, uh, You know for just being perfect perfect
2: stays Mm, i love that so this is your next next project yeah the first one that you bought you bought renovated completely and then those are two single families on a single lot and then do you rent those individually do you rent those as as a duo or or how do you rent them
1: uh both so we have three listings uh we have uh like each one individually and then we have them together Got uh, it. Which before COVID, we were getting a lot of bookings on the link, like on the link together. And then we lost all those and we've only really booked. them. It's, it's a lot of small groups. It's people passing through or coming to see relatives. And it's two or four people groups that we're getting that just want to, you know, a
2: one-one or a two-one. Got it. And so this yep. next ones is the ones that you bought, had to knock down the house. And now you're building it to whatever you want. And you're going to do yeah. same thing.
1: So the goal, what we're actually looking to do is build two, um, three twos. So three bed, two bathrooms, um, but uh, with a floor plan that has a master suite upstairs, uh, like a, you know, it's, it's a two one downstairs and a one one upstairs, and then doing like a staircase and a porch to upstairs and then being able to close that off and book those either as a whole house or book them, you know, upstairs as one stay and downstairs as another stay. Um, cause I think that flexibility, if we didn't have that flexibility with the other property, we just wouldn't have made the numbers and gotten the bookings we were getting now. Um, so having the flexibility of small stays, um, but also the ability, if, you know, if big stays pick up, we have those two, they can, they can either book the three, two as a whole property or book two, three twos because they'll be right next to each other, um, and have this whole property to stay at. Um, so just staying flexible with the stays I think is, is really key. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm so i'm curious when you initially purchased the duplex you were thinking about doing it long term what would you have been generating from a long-term rent perspective like how much would you get from a long-term rental compared to the short-term rental
2: because i love
0: hearing these stories because yeah. so many people don't believe me when i'm like it's astronomically higher like it's, yeah. it's
1: crazy it's it's stupid higher um we would have done uh just just looking at numbers then it was uh probably best case we were talking uh 700 for the smaller one maybe 750 800 for the bigger one um to rent them and then uh you know obviously like some expenses like mortgage and stuff like that built in um but with Airbnb like October we did over $6,000 we're doing over $6,000 in bookings with more expenses, but not not much more not <laughs> so, are
2: talking about like what's that like 9 10x what you'd be making yeah it's literally yeah That's amazing. I think we would have cash flowed
1: three, maybe $400 uh, Mm -hmm. on them as long-term rentals. And we're doing like 3000 plus. Yeah.
0: And it's good though, because uh, when I tell, when folks ask me for advice, when they're purchasing short-term rentals, I always tell them like, whatever real estate strategy you use, always have multiple exit strategies. And what I mean by that with short-term rentals is, is like, if for whatever reason, somehow regulations change or the model wasn't working for you and you haven't had to pivot back to long-term rentals, always make sure it's still cash flows. Like, yes, it's not nearly as much, but it's three or 400 bucks positive instead of being in the hole negative because you overpaid for a property that wasn't sustainable.
1: For sure. And having equity in the property when possible, that was the big thing. Like we bought that property at, uh, we paid 57 for it. Like it was a dump um we put a bunch into it and then when it was all said and done it appraised at uh 165 and we were able to cash out refi get all our money back and still have extra equity left in it so that's like we could we could long-term rent it or if we had to we could sell it and and make out pretty well
2: yeah so a couple exit strategies right there um so how did you so your team is your mom her handyman boyfriend which is amazing um, yeah. and then your wife helps you sometimes how did yeah. you enroll your mom like what was that conversation like was that <laughs> a hard conversation an easy conversation because that's the reality right a lot of people might want to do it like I know Mike had to convince his parents to buy a condo and they yeah. wouldn't believe him so he bought one first showed them and then they're like oh shit maybe we should listen to Mike
1: yeah. <sighs> it, was, it was probably one of the easiest conversations I've ever had oh that's um, awesome my mom's talked about forever. She's talked about doing like a tea room or a bed and breakfast or something like that. And she'll talk about it until the cows come home. Um, but I think the process is overwhelming for her to actually go out and like do it. Um, but she's helped. Um, we have family that has a little business and she's like helped them with some of their stuff. Like she's, she's good with like helping, you know, optimize businesses and run. And she's just great with people in general. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it was, it was really easy when I was like, I'm going to do this. She's like, I'm in like, I'll do it. And I got to say, like, I totally underestimated how valuable she would be. There was part of me that felt like it'd be really great to have her, but if she's not in, like, I could still probably do it. If she wasn't there, this would be a disaster and this would have never worked, especially the Airbnb thing would have never worked. Uh, I mean, she managed the entire rehab process. She was there with contractors almost every day. She probably puts 40 to 60 hours into it, honestly, like a week. Like, she's literally constantly there and she loves it. Like, it's her baby as much as it is mine. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. but that's the power right like you can create a project with your family and it's a way that like and I know I know this just from our conversation this weekend it, it's a way that you can create something that then can change the life of everybody uh, but now because that's the thing with real estate like real estate investing as a as a whole can always change your life. The thing is when you do traditional rentals at $100 dollars a door of cash flow, it takes a minute. To change everybody's life whereas with this there is so much like i mean we just talked about with the rent right you're gonna like 10x your income that gives you a lot more room to do things together and then kind of create this freedom that also mike has created so like it's it's just it's an amazing thing and you can enroll your family in it and find the right people for the right things for sure um absolutely I, I have a story i
1: have a story i have to share um we so and uh this well, is can you talk stuff. about the
2: water too that your mom goes to get the water from the- oh yeah
1: um, yes absolutely so yeah my mom like again like she loves hosting uh she uh she goes down to this like spring uh this like natural spring that has like the perfect alkalinity level like i don't even know and she brings these like jugs <laughs> of water like she does this like almost every day and like collects All this water down to the spring, and then like sticks these like jugs of water in the fridge with like a description of what they are, like letting guests know what they are. I have no idea how much if the guests even appreciate it. I'm so sure there's some that are like, oh, this is amazing, but it's like to me, like water is water. Like, I'll I'll drink what I'll drink it out of the tap, like
2: whatever. That's amazing. I would totally appreciate it. Like, if she brought me like a thing of the stream water with perfect alkalinity and everything else, I'll be like, (laughs) this lady, I would write it on my reviews. I'd be like, this. The greatest water I've ever, yeah. I've ever had for sure yeah,
1: yeah. but we do get we do get comments about like all the little touches because that's what she does all over the stage so ever like we get that all the time is like there were so many little touches like unexpected touches all over the day and, and yes definitely love that
0: can mm-hmm. you give us a couple examples of that because I think that's really huge and we haven't really talked about that too much on the show but having those little those little things, putting in those little touches, make a huge difference. Whether it's leaving out a bottle of wine or some chocolates or a thank you card or anything. So, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to to have your listing stand out besides the pure spring water, perfect alkalinity? In which the is
2: already which is already a little touch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. damn, I give people Florida water, which is not good for them. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll mess you up. Um, yeah so other things uh so she does like um these little like uh boards where she puts like welcome and puts their name um like she'll put like uh, welcome to the place so when they first walk in they see like their name and they see uh the place um all these little decorative touches uh that's another thing too just all these little like weird like um uh, people have even said like it's almost like a scavenger hunt because there's all these like funny things she puts like above the doors or like in the drawers or whatever all these like I don't even know like she grew up on a farm so she has all these like weird decorations and like little like wooden mice and things like that that she'll just like put all over and people love that stuff for some reason they love just like finding that and seeing that stuff yeah um she does like uh some like fresh fruit she does fresh flowers which is like crazy but she keeps fresh flowers in there all the time um and then like little like candies and snacks um just kind of always stocked
2: nice nice which is which is if you think about it it's what what made big hotels like like the ritz what what they were right is that little touches that shows that you care that, like, and i think that's that's the main reason for your success i mean a, a lot of reasons but one of the main things that i see from having your mom on there is is just you guys show that you care which is the reason why to me why airbnb has become so successful as a as a, as a business Cause you're not just going to a random property owned by Hilton, and you don't know. You can see first hand, especially when you when you deal with somebody like like your mom. Somebody cares. Like this didn't like these flowers didn't pick themselves. This water didn't just magically appear from the from the spring. Like it just it's all labor of love um, that goes into it.
0: I've got a, I've got another question. So who's doing the cleanings and the supplies? Is your, is your mom handling that too? Uh,
1: she initially was doing, yeah, all that. Um, she's been training. Um, she's been training one lady to kind of take over the cleaning for, um, and, uh, she's doing very little of the cleaning. I think she's still doing a decent amount of the stocking, but I think she's, I'm, I'm trying to get her to pass a lot of that off too. Yeah. Um, so she can focus more on the, the managing side of it instead of being there every single day, um, just cleaning up after people.
0: Because that's what I was going to suggest if she was. Because again, if you look at it, a lot of people, especially when they get started, they're doing the cleaning because they're like, oh, I can make an extra 60 or 80 bucks. And I'm like, I get that. But that's the small minded thinking. What really moves the needle are those, if she wants to focus on doing those little touches, that's awesome. Like keep doing that. And then it frees you up to go look for more deals. Because at the end of the day, if you want to run this like a business, it's all about continuing to maximize your profitability, but then grow the portfolio. And if you're spending two to three hours a day cleaning a property, that's two to three hours that you could be refining your operations or going after more deals. So save yourself, you're charging the guest anyway. So just pay pay a good cleaner to get the job done. And then eventually you could even have somebody else ordering the supplies and picking them up and bringing them back or whatever so she can continue to stay in her lane, especially as you add more properties. Yeah, yeah.
2: I and mean, that- Instacart now, it's, it's such an easy thing, right? Like I, I like, and me and Mike were talking about this earlier today. The beauty with growing at a scale and especially growing geographically in the same location is that you get the economy of scale to buy things in bulk. And then you get to the point that, like, you get, like, I used to do all the supplies run, then Instacart came around. And even, even for that, right, like, it's not worth my time. I'd rather pay the $10 delivery fee to get it because then it's, it fits within the system, right? Like, it has to be systematized over and over and over. And I think that's the hard thing. It's the people will do everything and you can do everything. So you think you're, you're doing a good but it's just not worth the time.
0: Oh, I, I think we, I think he froze, buddy. But while we wait for him to get back, um, he's going to jump back on in a second. What I, <clears throat> what I want to talk to him a little bit more about, and I want to share with everyone, is more around having a clear plan. Like when we kicked off this episode, he was very clear on, okay, now he wants to scale, and when we get him back, I want to dive a little bit deeper, but having that clarity. And that's why we did that episode last or uh, two weeks ago on, you know, identifying profitable properties and oh way back, probably a month or two ago, we had, we did an episode on how to build a, a business that fits your desires. And I think that's huge because if you want to just have one or two properties, great, then that's, that's a certain strategy. But if you want to scale it and you want to create a six or seven figure income, that's a different mindset that requires a different strategy. So Coming back to you, addison, I want to go similar to what we talked about at the beginning of, of the episode. Have you kind of defined like what your end game is like do you is there a certain number of units or is it a certain income or what is what is kind of like your definite goal because it seems like you're pretty goal driven and very strategic, so what is it for you that you're kind of working towards right now
1: um I think I'm still pretty, I'm so, still, so new to this. Um, I'm, I, I kind of want to see how far I can take it. I mean, uh, more than just like how much money can I make at this? Like, I'm just kind of like curious as this grows to see like how, like, I don't know how good I am at it, how good I can get at it and just see how many units I can add. I don't, I don't know if I'd ever hit like a ceiling. like, Oh, I got 20 units. Like I'm done. Like if I could hit 20 units and it was sustainable and like it was, it, I was still having a good time doing it. Like heck let's do 50, let's do a hundred. Um, so yeah, I'm all about, uh, taking it, but yeah, I think I, it's just going to be a process of figuring out like, where's that ceiling? Like, where's like, okay, this is plenty.
0: Absolutely. And I think the other question to ask is if it, you know, you're in video production, that tends to be like a passion driven type of job. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of folks get into this business because they want to scale it quickly and get out of their jobs, but then other folks, they just want to create that wealth and that freedom and they just like doing this on the side. So for you, you know, is this something that you're thinking that you'd eventually scale and then go full time at it? Or is it more of just like, I want to build this up as like a side portfolio while I continue to do my video stuff?
1: Yeah, no, it's, I've come to find so much, uh, just so much joy in the real estate stuff and the whole business in meeting people, uh, in, in networking, in the, like, there's so much creativity in deals and financing and all that stuff too. And that's, that's what I love. Um, even building a stay, you know what I mean? Making and designing a stay, there's so much creativity. Um, and I think, yeah, at some point, like I would definitely want to switch over and make, uh, make almost make. Uh, real estate and and short-term rentals, a full-time career and do video as a hobby. I think videos, uh, like I love it. I definitely have a passion for it, but I think uh, using doing it on a hobby basis would be way more beneficial.
2: Mm. Very cool. Which is is funny, Mike, because it reminds me of you. That's what I thought of of you. Like when I'm like, we should have him on. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Mike used to, when I first met him, he used to take professional pictures of real estate like he did real estate like apartment complex pictures and it's very funny because i was like dude this guy and then it's amazing because like i'm like he's just like mike like his mom works with him i'm like how is this possible like i'm like he has to come on the show um so what so you were looking in real estate and and other things right um in and i assume it's it's, is the point was to kind of Create passive income to reach some kind of financial freedom. Are you 100% convinced now? After, I mean, you haven't done it for a full year, but is this going to be your way out? Kind of like what we were saying. Like, is this your, are you putting all your eggs into this aspect of real estate? Or are you still kind of looking into doing like multifamilies and so on and so forth?
1: No, I definitely, um, I love short-term rental um, and I'd love to definitely ride it out and become uh, more, like gain more expertise in short-term rentals, but, uh, but absolutely at some point branching out, um, whether that's uh, doing long-term rentals or like bigger multifam or, or whatever it is, just, just diversifying. I think it's, it's a good idea to diversify if, if for some reason something did happen to short-term rentals, even for a short time, to have other types of real estate to kind of cover you for that, I think is a good idea and i just kind of love every aspect of it i love learning new things and growing and i think it kind of will help anyway
0: yeah and I, I like how you've focused though for the time being it's like you're going deep with the short-term rentals i know in the past i had i had made the mistake and i see a lot of investors make the mistake of kind of the shiny object syndrome in real estate because there's so many ways to make money with real estate so it's like you could chase wholesale deals you could chase these subject to Properties, you could chase the large multifamilies, you can do short-term rentals. The advice that I always give people is like pick a lane and and master that lane. And then once you've mastered it, then move on and and add something else. Unless it kind of all parlays in, because there's only so many hours in the day, especially when you're working a full-time job. So figure out what resonates with you, go deep on that. And then as other opportunities come up, just assess to see if it's the right fit. But don't try and go too wide initially because. I found for me that you don't make very much progress, but when you laser focus in on one, like you did, it's like, okay, we're gonna do this thing, now we're in short-term rentals, okay, cool, I got two units up and running, generating around six grand a month, cool. I'm gonna do a new build, see if maybe if I can double or triple that, and then see where it takes me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I definitely, uh, I kind of went through the the shiny object syndrome at the beginning, I think, uh, like just bouncing around, like having no idea how any of this worked, trying to learn a little bit of everything and just figure out what stuck and uh, I honestly kind of lucked into the Airbnb thing and, and I'm really glad it's gone the way it has. Um, but yeah, just, just trying to do that exactly like focus and and learn this really well before I move on to anything else.
0: Love it. Well, before we wrap it up with the last question, uh, where can the listeners, you know, learn more about you, get in touch with you and and see some of your properties?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not on social media a ton, um, but uh, you can go to uh, str Addison um, on Instagram uh, and and find me there. That's probably the best place. Um, Awesome,
0: perfect. And so, the last question we like to ask all of our guests is: What is your number one secret for success in short-term rentals?
1: Um. I think, uh, the, the big one is, is clean, like cleanliness. Uh, that's one big thing we've learned is guests rave about clean stays, uh, making sure it's clean and making sure you, you, your guests give you good reviews. Um, cause it's a review based system. If, if you have even like less than four and a half stars, it's all of a sudden you're like, yeah, cause I don't know if I want to stay there. And it's like, that's, that's pretty good, but it's not good enough. So making sure that you're really, uh, like appealing to your, your guests and making sure they have really good experiences, especially early on, um so that you can keep scaling and then, and then just be flexible. Um, That's, you know, we've tried to gear our stays to be uh, flexible. So if the market shifts or, uh, you know, if we're getting bigger groups or smaller groups and, and uh, just being ready for whatever that is.
2: Mm. Love Love it. And uh, since you, you are on the, on the newer side, if there's somebody listening to this, that is kind of like, maybe it's been looking at a property and it's, it's just waiting to kind of take the, the, that jump, what is something that you can tell them that has helped you kind of take that leap in, in your own personal life? Yeah. Um, just go for it. Um,
1: like <laughs> just do it. You, know, you learn as much as you can. You learn the numbers, you run the numbers. I can say like, I, even when I first bought these properties, I was a total idiot. I'm still a total idiot. Um, I don't know if there's ever like a point where it's like, I know exactly what I'm doing now. Um, I just like, you know at some point it's just like you you jump in you try it you uh like like i said be flexible um when things go wrong expect things to go wrong and and just be like and as soon as something goes wrong don't freak out just like look for like okay how do i pivot and change and, and make this work uh for my advantage and a lot of times that will you'll end up figuring out a solution that was way better than even the original one i love it love that this
2: is great advice
0: Well, thank you again for coming on, Addison. It was great meeting you and for sharing your wisdom. And uh, I'm sure we will connect again soon. And best of luck with the new build. I'm excited to see what that looks like. And uh, we'll keep in touch.
1: Cool. Thank you guys so much. It was awesome. All right. Take care. Bye, guys.